Blog Talk Radio. Free on the Inside Ministry, I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to another great episode of our weekly broadcast program sponsored by Granny Place Ministry. And we would like to say thank you for, once again for logging on. The call in number is 310-982-4126. You too can call in to the program and voice your opinion. And before we go any further, we'd just like to say hello to the sponsor of this program here. Thank you, sponsor, for allowing us to stay on each and every uh, each and every. Uh, time now, so thank you very much. And then we're gonna have a musical selection here because this is the way I feel this morning. But I give all praise to our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior. So this morning here we're gonna play something from a, a artist, a great poet. Uh, and I want to know if you can catch this here musical selection. And so just kick back and relax and enjoy. You're listening to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program. You know, sometimes that's the way I feel. That's winter in America. Like the vulture, circling beneath the dark clouds, looking for the rain.
Just remember that we can make a difference. You know, as a, and you said, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. Nobody knows what to say, amen, you know, and then, you know, what Cossack goes, if you ain't talking about God and you ain't taking care of God's business, then you ain't got nothing to say. That call-in number is 310-982-4126. You uh, call in and voice your opinion regarding this here show here. And uh, and as I was stating earlier, I'm going ready, I'm getting ready to go over to the uh, juvenile department here in, in uh, a little bit. And so we're going to be talking about something out of the book of Samuel that we're for our young men, and we're going to talk about that. I mean, it's talking about waiting for, or waiting for what you want. You know, and a lot of times, people in high places are not waiting for what they want. They want to get it right away, and they don't care about what means, uh, uh, what means that it takes to get those things. Here. Sometimes, you know, we you want to make decisions, and people say, well, it ain't the right time, but yet I'm going to do it anyway because I got the I got the power to do it. Not thinking about the consequences. Not thinking about the calamities and the hearts and stuff that's going to be rent there. So I want us to think about the decisions that we make and how it affects everybody. Like, you know, when I get up in the morning, I make that decision that I'm going to serve God. Yes, I don't feel like it. I'm telling you the truth, I don't feel like it. But, yeah, I make that decision. And you, too, can make that decision, too, to also to follow God on your own time and in your own way. Amen? And so uh, the calling number is 310 you two can call in and voice your opinion regarding what's going on with you. And as we get ready to have our uh, our co-hosts is on the line right now, and so I was just thinking about some of the musical selection that we'll play that we just said uh, Winter in America. You know that that's a and that's a pretty uh, old cut, but it's very relevant for this time of, of uh, year, this time in our life here. And we see what's going on in Washington D.C. and we see what's going on around the country here. Sometimes you think there's a great there's a, there's a frosting going on in the country. Don't seem like nobody can move. Nobody can 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 make sound decisions. But I look, want you to know that everything gonna be all right here. And so we're gonna bring in our uh, co-host and he's gonna say a few words and then we'll be back with you with another musical selection. Now that's the way I feel. You'll listen to free on the inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. Good morning, up brother Daniel. You're on the net. Can't nobody do nothing. 
song while right now. Nobody can tell me nothing. You know? But Beatty, you got somebody to answer to, believe me. You know, that God is watching everything you do. Nothing is hidden. And you know, and even in the society we got today, everybody thinks they're more better than everybody. You all this and you all that and, and I kinda was looking at a uh, something posted on Facebook uh this morning about uh I think somebody was at a rally and they saw a couple of these uh I think they were Trump supporters. And I think one of them kinda heckled. You know what a heckle is. He's one this stupid person to say anything that comes up to their mind and people offending people. So this one person said, uh, go back to Africa. You know? I know, man. That's, that's terrible, man. People are, you know, that's something we deal with back when we were younger, man. And here it is. 50 years later, people are still fooling. Oh, people still things. got that same kind of mindset. Even when we had a different man, even when, when the economy is better, even when uh, 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 we have so many things at hand available to us, man. We can go around the world without even leaving our home or even our own bed. And people are still disrespectful, the young people say. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and, and man. Guns, uh, Brother Daniel, I got another Gil Scott Harold I'm going to play here saying that everybody's got a gun. You know, back in the day, man, you know, only crazy people, the people that wasn't quite wine ripe had guns, man. Those kind of people that we had, that we avoided, but not everybody have a gun, man. You know, mm, and, and we listen to the lyrics, but but the words of I mean, we didn't really pay attention. But today, man, <coughs> you have people there. At, you can't even start, go to a store, man. People, you know, get mad, and before you know, you step out, you want to know what happened. It's a shooting in the parking lot, and go out at night to clubs and things, or, or out to a social event or gathering. And it's you know you have to you you know you, your life is in peril, man. But glory be to God. You got to have guns in the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, you got all armor barrels and all armor in the church. You gotta have to walk around to take and minister because you yeah. you don't know who's gonna come in and gonna try to attack them. You know. Yeah. So it's. Hey, it's man, let's let's this cut here by Gil Scott Harold, and it talks about this here, man. And then we're gonna pick it back off this here, okay? Okay. You know, this is a Gil Scott Harold saying everybody have a gun, and it's relevant for today's time. Brother man, now living in the ghetto. You'll listen to Real Inside a Weekly Internet Program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be well, in Christ Jesus. But yeah, we're in a world that they don't know about God, and we got to change their mind. We got to let them know. So everybody's walking around with straps, man. They need the Bible. That was a joke, but that's true now. Everybody. Stop on, got a different kind of cop on it. 
Because mm-hmm. this is God's business. And so that's the way I feel mm-hmm. this morning. I got up this well, morning, man. Well, 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 let me let me tell you. Let me tell you how I think about that, Reverend Lewis. Well, I look at it like our country, our country was based on uh, religion, and basically that's uh, religious freedom. That was really one of the main reasons that the pilgrims came to America. But I'm going to tell you the real truth about the pilgrims. The pilgrims was like outlaws in England. There was a lot of radical-minded people that basically had some... They had some biased ideas of their own, and they did not get along with the parliament government in England. So England, basically, they banned them in England. And so the only way out of it was to get on the ship and go somewhere else to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And we understand that there was, uh, you know, there was and a, so, a run, and uh, so, going and from. So, just, okay, let, let, let me finish. A lot of other things got wind up in that too, though. And, 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 you know, and, when, and when they came to America, all these idealisms and all these different beliefs from these different you know religions that they basically based their lives on taught that everybody had individual rights of freedom. But the color of a man's skin was the main issue that really set the tone of a society that basically was now, okay, we're looking at Patrick Henry and and Thomas Jefferson and all them, but them, they were white men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what they did, they wrote it basically on their own feelings. And, and, and basically, they wrote loopholes in the Constitution because they knew that eventually Things were going to change, but it wasn't going to change on their watch. You know what I'm saying? And I'll put yeah. it back like this. It's a good old boy system. Even then, it was the same thing. And I'm thinking about the loopholes that they that you're talking about in the in the Constitution. And those are the same mm-hmm. loopholes that's been uh, that's being used today. As you see that people are being called before judges and magistrates, and they saying, "Hey, I'm not going to do it." Those are some of the loopholes that we, as being a common person, a a person that's unaware. We was not able to lose, use those same loopholes. When people told us to do things, we were thought, thought we was following the law. And come to find out, there's some things that you could actually do. And that's why it's good to have your good lawyer, a good attorney, a good advisor. That's why, you know, it'll bring them back here again. That's why it's good to know what God says regarding something and being surrounded by wise counseling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's, yeah. we, we know how things are, Rick, and we know things. Are, we live in an unjust society. We know how things were basically set up. But as we know those things, we have been able to use the the tool that's available to make a difference. You know, and that's what I'm saying. What tools can we use to make a difference in our society today? You know, I was just thinking about all the stuff that's going on, all the things that's available, but yet we seem to be. Uh, we seem to be powerless, you know, because there's yeah. a there's a great negativity. There's a dark cloud that's going over society today because people mind. Everybody's in their own little silo and wants to do their own thing. The scripture said in Judges, somebody where men were doing what was right in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, we got people that's doing right. Eyes. Yeah, we got people 
people that are doing the right thing. We got people that are that are working hard and diligently to do their thing. But it's just a, uh, it's not a collective effort. And you know, people say, "Well, I'm doing this and you doing that, and, and the two should never meet." I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I counteract that right there. If we all was to get together and work on one accord, now we all can't be in the same little area all the time, but we ought to be able to help each other, support each other. And not so much as a money thing. This is a God thing. You know. Now, 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 I'm going to talk about some deals and business. What do you consider makes a person be prejudiced and bias against another person. Basically, what do you think sets this tone in a human being that puts him or try to put him above another human? What 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 causes that? And just give me your opinion. What do you think causes that? It's, it's a lack of understanding, brother Nane. It's a lack of understanding of that person, and you have no empathy. For that person, you have no empathy so, about. So the, what uh, you're saying is basically it's like a now we're gonna say the word ignorance. Ignorance is a is a word that basically it means not having knowledge or having understanding. Like you say, they they're ignorant because basically they think they know, but they don't know. And you know, I tell you a good lot of situations. I, I remember a time when I used to go around a lot of Caucasian people, you know, and basically a lot of them. They really didn't understand us, and they didn't really know us. And they don't, they don't understand that we got beliefs. We like to go places, and we are, we like to study books, and we like to have fun. And and basically, they they really don't know, you know. And I think a lot of people say they, most of them say, integration was basically kind of like a good thing and a bad thing for all, for most of black people. Because what it did, it put us back around white people, and it got them to be familiar, to learn us, but at the same time, it made the black people get kind of weak because we lost our, we lost our, uh, we lost some of our blackness, blackness, you know what I mean? Because a lot of black people wanted to be, wanted to more, more with the black, white people, and they forget, they get the, they get their history, they forget their history. And say what happened? What happened that after that you get too familiar with a certain people, and then begin and then you got some white black people that think they're white folks. Like we got one right now. No, what his name? Carlson. He thinks he's a white man. You know, basically he's been up there. He's been a hard surgeon and all this and all that. But then again, and then you cannot. He can't bite the hand and feed him. I put him like that too. You know, the man appointed him to that job, he's going he gonna to be sniffing up in him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have to, but basically. And that's so true, know, that's so true. And that's a lot of people, man. That's what I'm saying. It ain't about the money, man. People that have sold out for the money. You know, the word said, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul, lose his self lose respect. Your, lose, lose your self-esteem in order to get money. Entrepreneurs and be self-sufficient, but little 
that we know that there was a hedge around that little community, but they allowed you to only do what was in that little community, and you could not go any further. You know what I'm saying? That was a, 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 a invisible wall there. They said you're over here, and you're not to venture across what we refer to as the bridge. You couldn't go across the bridge. But when I was, when, I, when we came more knowledge, we would cross that bridge because we had that knowledge. To cross that, to be able to cross that that so-called bridge, and allowed us to do things now that that affects our economy, that affects our education, that affects our skill level. And some people take advantage of that, whether they black or white, because they don't, you know, it really now people just want to do what's want, what they want to do these days. And yet there's still a group of people still that don't want nobody to be successful, but they group. It's almost like gang mentality. It's my gang. We don't care uh, who you are. As long as you're in my gang, you're okay. Mm. Crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. You know. Uh, a lot of interest groups and a lot of people that got a lot of money and if you do it, they don't say about it, uh, how are you Really select a person to be president. Basically, it's like uh, people that invest in a candidate and the people back him and put him up on that pedestal and they push him all the way to the White House. And so, what I'm saying is maybe he had all these biased people in behind him, basically, that pushed him up in the front to be the president. Where they saying he's not, but to me, that's all I see is surrounding him, man. Those those, those hate mongers, man. You know, and you see it everywhere, and you and you can't say that's a thing of God, man. The way people be acting, man, because ever since this man has been president, there's been nothing but hate and argument, and, and basically, I can't really see what what. Constructed the people have done with the legislation in the last three and a half years. What 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 have they accomplished? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know they ain't nothing when they can't concentrate got... on the government for trying to worry about what he's doing and trying to get him out of there. But oh, you know, and not uh, as much as what he's doing is what his his uh, uh, political uh, ideals are and philosophy. What his administration is doing. Because you know, one person can't do all this. You have to have people that agree with you to do these things. And what happened is, there's people in there that just wants to make themselves rich off of, uh, off of other people. Yeah, yeah, poor people. Yeah. So it's really, it's not him. It's his administration. You know, one, no one, no one person runs everything. So it has to be a collective yeah. effort for other people. Collective of everybody. Our president was it's this president or the past presidents. You know, there's always a, a party that's larger than them that's that's driving things here. And so, and, yeah. and we as as a group of people, we have to hey, man, we have to realize that we have to never let this happen again. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. I think I think we went to sleep. Somebody yeah. went to sleep somewhere, and he just basically snuck up on us. And they say he had help from another country, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I never said, we, you know, we can this happen to us again, considering, you know, with all the things going on in the world, and that we're aware of it. You know, you fool me once, why you fool me? 
know, <laughs> you messed this thing up. So we want to make sure that we don't get in that. In that I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I really think, uh, Reverend Lewis. I think the, the uh, voting uh, uh, process should be changed some kind of way. The electoral college or something like that. It needs to be another system of elected president into the White House. And it has to be, uh, it's got to be a new system because, you know, I think as if it's computerized, you know, you know, computers can be hacked. You know what I'm saying? Computers can be hacked. And they, that's the way they say they did it. Somebody did something, and they knew how to do it, and they did it, you know? You know yeah, well, we need to do it for years. Yeah, and, that, and that's one way of doing it. But I'm saying that next time we need to make sure we have things in place for people to make sound decisions. We need we need a, a, a psych evaluation. We need to let people realize to de-invest de- on some things, not talk about it, but prove it. Hey, take your hands off of all the other stuff. Let's allowing you to make money. You know, because uh, uh, when people get in charge, you say, "Well, if I did this, I can make my uh, my resources goes up." And so people start doing things in the tent of, "Hey, after this is gone, it's gonna be three or four years, and after then, I've made as much money as I possibly can and continue to make money." So you have to be very mindful of all this stuff. But brother Daniel, today uh, uh, I'm going over to as I stated earlier. You're listening to Free on the Insider. I'm checking the audio right now. It seems we have a little bit of feedback right now. So, uh, station break right now. Hey, you're listening to Free on the Insider. We can end that program to encourage you and to inform you, you to be all you can be. I have been morning. We're just enjoying. I we're enjoying this conversation here, and we want to uh, thank you for being a part of what we're doing. That calling number is 3109824126. You two could call in and voice your opinion about what's going on in society today. You know, I opened up the show with a, a musical selection of Gil Scott saying, Winter in America. Sometimes, well, we feel like, oh, man, this is messed up. But we know, we know, we know what we know. We know that Christ Jesus is ever present. And then we follow up on that by saying that everybody have a gun. You know, with the gun violence that's running rampant throughout the uh, the state of Texas and and throughout this country of Iowa, you know, seem like everybody's packing. And you know, our legislators tried to put some things in place to kind of restrict the gun usage, and we need to be mindful of that. So I want you to take it up on yourself to say, what can we do? Uh, I'm talking about to be a part of something now uh, to curb this gun by. Some people don't need a gun. I would like to make uh, see uh, people get recertified from time to time, like we do driver license. You know, sometimes. Uh, you know, when you get to a certain age, you can't even drive no more because your your mental faculties had had dissipated. You know, and some people don't need a gun; they need a psychiatric evaluation. Because if you got thirty guns in your house, there's something going on. You got uh, six thousand rounds of ammo. I know you enjoy guns; you like to go to the gun range. But uh, you know, uh, you know, just think about it. That's kind of an overkill. But we know that this is a, we live in a free society, and the Second Amendment said that, hey, we have a right to have a gun, and which we do, you know, you have a right to do that. You have a right not to have a gun also. And so we want to be very mindful of those things there. And uh, we are, we're having a great time this morning, as, I, as always. And as I said earlier, uh, this show is sponsored by our, uh, us, uh, by people that sponsor this show here. And so we like to just thank them for allowing us to come on each and every, every week. And we get ready to... Uh, have our annual luncheon over at Dallas Life, and 
and so I'm excited about that, and we'll, uh, we're going to bring that to you again. We've been doing it live for the last few years, and we may continue that format, and we may just give you a little insight on what's going on on that, because I always enjoy doing it, but I always enjoy being with God's people there. I love to get out there and mingle with God's people, because that's me, man. That's me. I was like that, and I'm still like that. I'm no different. I just... I, I I I have a different role in life now, but I'm still uh, uh, I'm still subject to fall and I do fall and I but I get up. I'm talking about fall because sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I say things out of character. I'm only human, but God, well God is greater than anything that we could ever face. You know, so I want you to always remember that. And we have Brother Daniel on the line. Now, Brother Daniel. Okay, hey, Brother. Daniel. Yeah, okay. Then there you go. There. So we just. Uh, uh, you know, and I was just thinking about it, Brother Daniel, as we uh, as we go through uh, life and as we try to, uh, you know, just see what's going on and how we can make a difference in the life of uh, people. I thank God for what you're doing, Brother. You, uh, you know, you're very active and very committed at the task at hand. And so my hat goes off to you. You know, last week I was saying about people that help uh, change life, and I mentioned to you uh, about you uh, help changing my life. I got God would honor me than honoring you, man, because of what you did, man. Because, you know, God's words that give honor to whose honor is due. And it wasn't just you. It was God that was working through you to make a difference in somebody's life. And we need to make sure about that, about uh, about these changes that we make. We don't make that change. We're, we're, we're that changing agent. We present that person with that change. I'm talking about through our principles, our precepts, and through the way we handle things. But God does the change. Mm-hmm. I recall uh, in the book of John, he t- uh, and Jesus told his disciples, hey, you'll be able to do greater things than I've done. And I said, wow, man, that's awesome, man. Can you imagine God told us, man, we can do greater things than what he ever done? And, you know, that's just think about, you know, just think about some of the things that Jesus Christ has done. And God said, you'll be able to do those great things also. And it kind of scares you, man. You said, wow, I don't think I have enough in me. No, you don't. This is God's business. God got the all the God does the choosing. And so we have to be very mindful that he will never put no more on us than we can bear. We have to be very mindful. If he calls us for the task, he's going to equip us for the task at hand. If he calls mm-hmm. you, no failure in the calling. Yes, you may feel like that you didn't, uh, you weren't successful at the calling, but guess what? You went. That's success right now. You know, brother, mm-hmm. you know, we got kids. Family members, and we're in one room and they're in another, and we call them. And then, even if uh, they don't get there quick enough, they still are frustrated with it. Well, we have to get up and say, Wait a minute, then you hear me calling you? What do you think? But if they get there, and, and you know, we tell them to bring us a, a, a bring us something, they get and they don't bring the right thing, at least they try. You know, hey, I wanted the blue and not the red one, you know. But so, yeah. it's the calling, man, it's the gift of the calling. And, you know, we have to be very mindful of that. So I want you to know that, hey, uh, Brother Daniel, that your calling, that your calling that God have established is valuable. It's the gift that's in the calling. So we don't have to be overly concerned about if we're going to get this thing right. I'm going to tell you a secret. We're never going to get it right on this side of heaven, brother. Yeah, this is God's bid, and we're going to always struggle. I remember Apostle Paul said, hey, I got this stone. I got something that's picking at me. It has agged me so much that I went before God and I prayed on that thing. I prayed several times. And God said, wait a minute now. You know, I heard your prayer. But my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, 
power, I will make you strong. I said, wow, man. And that let me know that, yes, I can take my petition to God. Yes, I, I, I can lay it out before him. But his grace is sufficient for me. So now, brother. Amen. You know, the uh, yeah. you know, we don't really, I, I, I didn't really know what what was affected of Apostle uh, Paul, but it was, we don't know, but it must be a real serious thing when he was struggling with and keeping from McNeil, uh, basically, it kept him on his pins and knees, and it kept him on, it kept him uh, uh, keeping the flame, you know, for, for, for Christ, you know.
the thing that we face it today, man, as I started out earlier with the plight of society, man, we have dominion over these things. We, he called us to, to help change the life, man, help change the society, change the nation in his name. Mm. Yeah, we have you to gotta, you know do it. You got to do it. Man. But uh, um, the thing that we got day, control over there. That, uh, a lot of a lot of this situation, and the thing is this: a lot of our problems come from a maturity. When you say you go out and you talk to these kids in the juvenile system and the, the jail system, and most uh, our future is our kids, and anyone going to carry a choice for the older people. And if you got some kids that basically have given up, they don't know what direction to run, can you imagine what the future is going to be for us in 20 or 30 more years? If they just don't pay attention and learn and just basically grasp what we're trying to tell them. Because I know me and you, basically we learn from older people talking to us. You know? Yeah. Grandma and older folks, older citizens in in our neighborhood, we talked and they told us certain things about life and how to do this and what not to do and what's going to happen to you when you do do something. You know? Now... Most of these children today, they don't believe it. My mom used to say, you don't believe fat means grief. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They think they're invisible. And no, nothing's going to hurt them. Uh, and they're not going, you know. Uh, and then again, you got some of them, basically, a lot of them don't believe in God. Now, you know, that's a big thing for a person to say. It's a lot of children and a lot of youngsters. Now, they basically, they don't believe in God. Lewis. Yeah, you know. it's society as a whole, man. There's a lot of holes. This whole portion of society that don't believe, man. You know. Yeah. So and, and it's getting larger. They say you know, they don't believe that somebody's going. There's a, there's an idea that the supreme being somewhere that's watching you, and he's keeping note of you, and he's writing everything down. You do. You know. And, but they say they don't have to answer to nobody. And you got a lot of people with that kind of mindset. And that's the problem. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to confuse people. He wants to confuse our youth. He confuses us now and them nowadays. And he got a lot of people confused. They don't know. They don't want to know their sexuality. They don't know what direction they want to go in. They don't want to take heed and word from other people that are more knowledgeable or successful. Or, you know, I know this old guy came to me and they tell what's up, old school? <laughs> you know, my old school, huh? Yeah. They don't respect older people. Yeah. You know, they don't respect older people. But, you know, I look at it, but one day my dad used to tell me, my dad used to tell me, saying, keep on living, keep on living, you're going to get old too. And the same thing I told you then, now, just watch, somebody's going to do the same thing to you that you did to somebody. You know, some people call it karma, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
But if you most of the time if you done something wrong, basically, it's gonna come back to you. You know, I don't know in what what levels, but basically that's why you have to ask God to forgive you for everything you've done to people. Any bad words you said to somebody or bad thoughts you did to somebody, basically you have to find that brother and tell him and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. And then you can go on with your life. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that's yeah. awesome, that brother Daniel. And you know, yeah. and, and as, you go through, as you were saying it, I was just thinking about, you know, the people that, that, that we listened to and we sought their advice, they weren't very educated. They, 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 they skill level may not have been the top, uh, uh, top tier of the skill level, but they were very compassionate and they were very knowledgeable about world events and current events and about how to, how to make things happen in their in they time. Brother Daniel, this is our yeah. time. We need to be able to know how to make things happen in our time. We may not be very gifted as society may see. We may not be very talented. That goes back to gifting and talent, two different things. Now, I'm using them both, but they're two different. Gifting is, is a thing from God. God gives you that gift. That talent is something that you work for. You know, I go to school to be talented at, at what I do. You go, you practice and go to school to be talented at what you do. But that gift, man. That's that unmerited favor, man. That's the gifting that you just have. Mm-hmm. And that gift love. And those people that we talked to, man, they were they knew the they knew the power of God. And they and they worked on that power of God. And they knew that God had his hands on us as young men, us as a race of people, us as a society. Even the people that wasn't had an attachment with God would tell us, Hey, don't do what I do. I made my choices, but you don't have to make this choice. Brother, I want to be like you. I want to be a husband. I want, I want to have a lot of women. No, 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 no. You don't do that there. You go, go to school. You go to your education. You're going to bring, you're going to be successful in the community. I'm just out here, you know, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing the hand. I would deal, but I don't want you to get into this game. And, you know, that made better people out of us, man. How often have we known people yeah. that were just out and they seemed to be successful for a while. They had the money, they had the clothes, but eventually we saw those things didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. People there, we can't even find them anymore. They'll just dropped off the scene. But yet God allowed mm-hmm. us to skip through that and to say, hey, I'm not through with you yet. Now, now you get, you, you're old enough and wise enough to give other people advice, encourage someone else. You know how yeah. someone encouraged Now we have a now we have the ability to encourage someone else. Sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes we don't think we give the right advice. Well, hey, <laughs> and you know what? We get advice that we have. We base we going on our knowledge, and we know what it's like to make mistakes, not to manage your money. We know what it's like to be in a bad relationship. I, I may be in one now. I'm gonna tell my mm. loved one, hey, you don't have to be in a relationship like that. You know, I may not have managed my mm. money. Tell someone else, hey, you know, you know, you can manage your money better. Go to, you don't have to buy everything. Save your, you know, save your your finances. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff though that we that, that we really we take it for granted when we come down talking about mm. interjecting, you know, wisdom into someone's life. 
And you know, yeah. that's, a, and that's a, an undertaking, though, brother Daniel. That's a lot of that's a, that's a big responsibility. Man, I think um, I mean, I used to see a lot of, I used to see a lot of uh, these uh, movies about uh, African culture. Well, they said they used to have like tribal conferences in front of all the elders in the in the tribe got around the young members and basically kind of instructed them about the rights of manhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't think we don't do that nowadays. You know, they kind of abandoned that. You know, uh, I think uh, Indians used to do it, and and you know, they have the youth, and basically they make them go out and do some kind of uh, you can call it like a ritual. Uh, uh, they have to go out and they put them out in the wilderness about five days. Then if you come back, you're a man. You know what I'm saying? When you come back, you are a man. You can be a, a, a hold your head up in the tribe because you improve yourself. But nowadays, and you look at it, I think basically what um, most of these gangs, that's basically what it looks like, what they're doing. It's like an opposite effect. They get in these gangs and they go out, and you see a lot of these people that, you know, I've been noticing it's been a lot of uh, robberies. You know what I'm saying? People, the other day, this man stole this man's car. You know, and he drove the car off, and then the police chased him, and then he got out of the car and hid behind a trash, um, a dumpster, and then he had a gun, and he shot at the police, and they, they wasted him, you know? So what would make somebody just want to steal a car? And you know they got these automatic deals in these cars, Rev. Lewis, you know what I'm saying? You can't no way you can steal a car no more and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's, you know, these are different times that we're in, so we have to use the tools available. And that's like if you go buy a car now. You know, back in the day when you could afford your car, you would let somebody use it or you will hide it. So well, they, you you can't do that anymore. They got these TCS that you stated earlier. People come get you. Yeah. I mean, that now yeah, we have to man. Man, why, why would somebody go out and do something like that when you know it's like a, it's, it's almost basically you can say like it's committing suicide. Are you doing something that daring you to do it? You know, and when you do that, you're a man. Uh, you're in our game. And, you know, but they're not going to tell them. And what I'm saying, I'm going back again the way Satan tells people to do things. He tell you a story, but he don't tell you the end of the story. You know what I'm saying? He did the same thing to Adam and Eve. He told them a story, but he didn't tell them the end of the story. He told, you know, he didn't tell them that, you know, they, you know, he said God said you could do it. Oh, he didn't tell you, right, you know, and they believed him. And then you got to have to live with your mistakes. That's what people do to us today. They tell us something that we need to know the end of the story, you know, that, that our young men and women, and even the older women, when they tell you about doing some things, that, that you don't ever think about the consequence. And that's the trick of the enemy. He comes to kill, kill, yeah. and destroy, you know. He, he's dealing yeah. in the very and he's doing it up to now. And so we need to be very mindful of that. Brother Daniel, we only got a few more minutes out of, uh, on this program. I want to thank you once again for calling in, man. It's always a joy to talk to you. And uh, we ain't had a guest in a couple of weeks, but I enjoy just talking to you. 
And so they we kind of set the tempo. And, you know, being faithful, man, you know, even when there's nobody available and we aren't able to get anybody because of our own scheduling, the reason I'm unable to pick up anybody because I, my schedule is so busy now, I can't, uh, uh, I'm not going to commit anyone to do something that I can't do. So I want to thank you for being I want to thank you yeah. for being faithful. And, you know, uh, 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 as always, brother, you know, uh, we had a great time last week. I, we mentioned it. <clears throat> we went over to uh, to the uh, uh, Big Field Conference in Waco, Texas, uh, which is about 90 miles outside of Dallas. Man, I want to thank you for taking time out going over there. I know you had a busy schedule that day, but you said, no, I want to go. And you was faithful, and you went over, and we had a great time, and you were able to do the things you need to do it. You let me know. You said, man, <laughs> even though I, I went and did this and that, I still was able to do what I need to do and did it better than you thought you would. See how good God is. And then again, I also learned something that day. They had a question and answer period. We were you know, talking about relationships, marriage relationships and stuff like that. And, and that was pretty informative for us, for us you know. Uh-huh. Both of us married, and we both men, and we understand that basically men have problems, and basically, you know, trying to relate to to their mates, you know. Yeah. So everything is a learning point. Everything is a learning. I'm, you know, you supposed to have yourself being open to anything uh, that's constructive, you know. Yeah, that was good, so, man. I really enjoyed that. I'm class. glad. I'm, I'm glad you took your really own so It's a nice. I saw some nice signs, sights down there. You know, I like the highways, man. I like the highways. I like going <laughs> the highway. I think one day I'm going to go somewhere, man, just get in my car and just ride. Oh, you man. Know, that's, that's I, I remember one time, I remember one time, uh, uh, this football player, I think his name was, uh, uh, what is his name? He played for the Cowboys. He got on a motorcycle, and that was kind of like his last ride. He said he was going to ride a motorcycle all the way to California. And he rode a motorcycle. And, oh, he said it was about a thousand miles. And he just rode it, man, stopping and looking, stopping and looking, and just, you know, see like the sunset of his career. <laughs> you know, and you should enjoy life. You should enjoy life. God made this wonderful life for us, and I believe you should enjoy it. You know, you can go out and see the country and see things and enjoy it. You know, he made this beautiful world for us to see. Yes, he did. Yes. And we're going we're gonna to yeah. end on that note. Brother Daniel, thank you very much, man. We had a great show today. And I'd just like to just read. And we just talked about uh, we're going to need to pray for our nation as a whole. The scripture says, My people which are called by my name will humble themselves and turn. They I will restore them and their land. You know, we want to, we want God's hands and, and play in our life and the life of our family, friends, and the life of the community. You know, that's winning in a miracle, but you that are strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, mm. we can be, we can stand in the gap and in the breaches, and all will be well. I want you to know things are going to be out. Hey, yes, 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 it doesn't seem like it yet. We're doing what's right there on our side, but God is still in charge. Brother Dave, we're gonna get on out of here. I'm gonna have a word of prayer, and we'll be uh, we're gonna close out this session. I'm looking forward to us getting together at the same time. Yeah, I got you a know. job for you too, Reverend Lewis. I got a job for you, man. We're gonna we gonna okay, great. Well, we're gonna do something we're... next on September. We're gonna I need you to do something. I think I'm about to learn you how to play an instrument. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna learn you how to play the tambourine. <laughs> All right, I could, I could, I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can play the tambourine. Uh, I'm gonna get you a horn and let you play it, man. Teach you how to play it, man. Well, God bless you, yeah. brother Daniel. I'm looking forward to whatever yeah. you have me to do, brother, because I know it's, I know God put on your heart because I didn't ask for it, so it had to be gone. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. You know, things being presented to you when you when somebody come to you and say, "Man, you do this here for me," you know, because you say, "Wow, I never done that before." But God see enough in you to say, "Just lift your hands, just clap, and stump your feet." Yeah, I, I got you, brother Daniel. Yeah. Until we meet again, brother, be strong in the Lord. Okay. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time, dear Lord, that we were able to get together and just talk, dear Lord. We didn't have no special agenda, dear Lord, but yet our heart was yearning for our people that seem to be without. Our heart is yearning for the plight of this nation. And we open our our, uh, uh, program up this morning with Gil Scott saying, Winter in America. And we look around, dear Lord, and it seems like things are just hard and cold and dead, Lord, but we know that you are a restorer. We know that you are going to turn those things that seem to be wrong into right. We know that you are ever fellow, God. We know that you are that you're old time, God. We know, God, that there's nothing get past you without you being aware of. We ask you to, to intervene on the plight of your people. We'll call by your name as we humble ourselves and, and turn from our wicked ways. Intervene on our behalf. Dear Lord, thank you for Brother Daniel. Thank you for his gift, and dear Lord, we ask you to continue to bless him and his family, dear Lord. Let him enjoy this day, which you have made. Dear Lord, continue to uh, uh, be with this program, continue to strengthen us, and, and give us the uh, resources we need to continue to task that hand. Dear Lord, as we go to the juvenile this morning, we pray by young men. We pray that the message be a problem in their life, and that they too can see how you're uh, at work in their life, dear Lord. Grab them by the ring of their mind and let them have a measure of understanding when it concerns when it concerns the word of God concerning life. For you are life. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Episode of Free on the Inside Ministries. We pray that you enjoy the balance of your day as we close out here with a a uh, musical selection of a Christian musical selection. So please kick back and enjoy until we meet again in the name of Jesus.
You're listening to Free on the Inside. We've been in that program. Uh, until we meet again, have a great day. 